What's up, Pats fans? We're back. Pats Tailgate Party Podcast. Um, don't care what episode it is. It's not much of a party today uh, on the podcast. We're, we're coming off one of the – I'm glad we got a Monday night football game for the first time with fans in uh, since 2016. And, boy, were they treated to an event uh, of some sort in Foxborough on Monday night. Michael Lake is here. Uh, I am Pat Sox Helps Brews on – Boston Sports Journal. By the way, if you haven't gone to Boston Sports Journal, we say it every week. We'll keep saying it every week. BostonSportsJournal.com. Greg Bedard puts on the best product, in our opinion, that you can find with Patriots coverage, but not only Patriots coverage, your Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics coverage is the best out there. Uh, Get on there, subscribe, and get smarter. Uh, But we're back here to talk about what we saw Monday and what we hope to see moving forward or what we think we're going to see. So I'll pass it to my right to another Boston Sports Journal member. Andrew, how are you today? Yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh, good to be with you guys. Uh, winter, winter coats on Boston Sports Journal. Um, I think I actually posted for the first time like three months yesterday or day before. Um, man, we got a lot to talk about today. Glad we're together. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to go. From yeah, here. no, you're good. Back to I- you, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I posted on Monday night for the first time in a long time and it involved two vulgarities, which was great. Um, and then I posted it again because they're just, they, I was pissed off, but uh, otherwise that's it. So we'll go underneath me and then we'll move to the right. Doug Lake is uh, another BSJ member. Dad, Dad how Hi are guys. You? I am Coach Radamus on BSJ. And uh, second, what Mike said about uh, the coverage is unbelievable. And Bedard's been right on spot on again this week. Um, to the dismay of a lot of viewers, for sure. But I look forward to getting into some of this today. All right. Good. And then last, but certainly not least, Mike Davis, to your right, Doug Lakis. Mike, how are you? Another BSJ member. How are you? Hey, it's Mike Davis. I am call sign, I guess, Mike and Stoneman. And actually, I think I'm probably not as down on uh, the team today as some of the other folks around. And I, I think there was there was a lot that needed improvement. And I'm kind of hope there's some things that they can do to get better pretty soon. So that's how I'm doing today. All right. All right. Well, we're, we're, we have somebody that's going to lift us up. It's good. You got to have contrasting opinions on a podcast. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe the maybe the younger in the kingdom of the blind the one-eyed man is king (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's funny that's a good point uh so so let's let's just take a look back we'll just we'll roll through uh roll through the stand the stats here and and what actually happened objectively and then we'll get into how we felt so bears on the road in foxborough win 33 to 14 on monday night i think um if you guys know, we have a group chat. I had to listen to a lot of it on the radio, uh, which is great. It saved my eyes from what seemed to be happening on the field. Uh, I watched the second half though, live where it really started to get bad. Uh, so I did have to endure that, but you know, I got to tell you, I think the, the first takeaway for me when I, when I think about that game and I look at that game is just, um, everybody talks about the, all everybody's talking about right now is the quarterback and and I get it. That's, that's, you know, it's the premier position and Jones and all that. I, I, I mean, I think that's uh, I think that's a red herring for what we actually saw, which was just dog crap defense and and not a prepared football team uh, team all around. Um, and that that was my takeaway is I was just shocked. I think 
And dad, I know, I know you'll talk about this. I won't steal too much of your thunder, but just shocked at what I saw. I, I was not, I bet the, I bet the game. I bet the line down. It was minus eight and a half. I took it to minus five and a half. I sent Robert, Robert Kraft a tweet on Tuesday and asked him for a refund. Uh, he hadn't gotten back to me yet. I guess anybody was wondering, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll just kick it out there. I, that, that to me, was just irritated, pissed off as a fan and just shocked at what I saw. Coach. He just called well, you out. Let's see, let's hear what you say. I, I mean, I said it earlier. <laughs> I, I, I kind of sat there and did not anger, but disbelief <laughs> as to the lack of preparedness and and seemingly interest. I mean, I, I don't know. They just seem to be uninterested. And then Bedard talked about it on his uh, podcast with uh, Fagler and Maz when he talked about they were doing their own thing. Guys on defense doing their own thing. Uh, not following a scheme. Uh, it, it, it seemingly not much of a scheme there. And and to me, it would have it was an easy week to prepare because you go back and look at the film from Lamar Jackson. You see some of the same things. Not Lamar, but you know Fields does the same type of thing. And. It was kind of like, well, we've never seen a running quarterback before. Um, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I know Mike, you're not, Mike Davis, you're not as down on him. I just, that bothered me. Defensively, was to, to me, was just a dumpster fire on Monday night. I don't get it. So what, let's talk about how they were able to somewhat control Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's not like they didn't give the guy four touchdowns or whatever, but they, you know, they made it a game with Lamar, right? So what, what they did was they made it a safeties game, right? They had all four safeties actively involved. And actually I think it was five when you think Bledsoe. So Bledsoe's out, Duggar got knocked out early. Phillips is still, you know, a, a shadow of himself. It's a Halloween week. So let's use a lot of these ghosts and Halloween references, but you know, when you're down three of those guys, you, you know, McCourty's a deep safety and, and, you know, you, you can't play that way. And, and I think that they've lost enough linebackers as well that they can't play the way they wanted to play going into that game. They don't have the speed on linebacker anymore that they thought they were going to have. And so now, again, why you go sign the ghost to Jamie Collins instead of claiming a, a fast safety or linebacker off of somebody else's practice squad like San Francisco's, I don't know. Maybe they think they can't get them ready, but that is a thing where I think that if you don't have those guys ready and that's part of your game plan and that's how you succeeded, that's how you're going to fail. And so that's, I guess, one of the things I saw is that they didn't have the horses. Andrew. I don't even know what to say. I like, um, well, you got to say something cause this is an audio medium. Uh, <laughs> I almost, almost pulled a Patriots today and just didn't show up. Oh, uh, I, I wish I had my sound effects. I, where are they? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, Mike, I hear you, and I, I do think injuries probably played a role. But I, um, I mean, I guess my hot take is this, and I think I've watched every Patriots game since like 1994. Like, I don't think I've missed a game. I think that might be the worst loss. It's at least the, um, yeah, I think it's the worst loss I've seen in the last 20 years. Like, there were some worse ones in the 90s. You know, there were ones that stung more. Like, you know. Super Buffalo Bowl 31 to nothing. <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, but even the Buffalo 31 to nothing was like the Lawyer Malloy game. And, or, you know, like it mm -hmm. just. The, dude, dude, that was a butt whooping. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember yeah, how we felt that 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 Monday. That was nah, I mean, that we was rough. Angry. Yeah, but, but you're also you're like, coming off two Super Bowls, like like literally. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing about Monday night. I, I wasn't mad while I was watching. I was, I mean, I was kind of just floored to the dad's point. I was kind of shot. I was speechless. I was just like, what am I watching? The more I've thought about it since, it's just the like um the compounding effect of ineptitude that is driving me crazy like there was i mean i'm gonna tell you right now and he won't admit it but honestly these days who knows what belichick's gonna say the media probably nothing they they looked over that team they didn't do a damn bit of preparation the whole week they did the the bush league college jets, we're gonna jets. play we're gonna play two no they're not even looking at the jets they just thought they're gonna beat the bears i mean they smelled themselves they did what a college football team does after winning two weeks in a row yep where they're like if i show up on the field and win today and they're not that good to your point mike davis it's not just that the horses are injured they don't have enough horses in the barn like if you can't prep and scheme and execute guys you're not winning. Go ahead and get ready for a high draft pick. Like, and I'm just, and then the quarterback thing and what they did to Mac. And then today Bedard writing that, like, there's a chance that he's going to side with Patricia and judge and trade Mac Jones. Before oh, so that's, he, that's, he was all about that on, on get me. I will, quit. I, I, I will be done with this year and it'll take them years to win me back. And I'm saying that right now, it'll be Belichick or me because that is absolutely asinine. Like, and I don't understand you guys know what's going on. That as the game was going on, I was ripping. I was really fuming because I felt like they had put in 11 personnel with three wide receivers and Mac was in the shotgun and what the heck were they doing? And as soon as Zappy came in, they went back to playing, you know, under, under center with multiple tight ends and extra protection. And I was like, okay, like what's going on here? So the more I've thought about it, the more I calmed down and the more I realized Mac probably sat down and said, Hey, these are the 10 plays that I want to play, but because he's a rookie offensive coordinator, instead of saying, okay, how do we work those 10 plays into the first 30 or 40? He probably just said, all right, let's run those 10 plays one through 10. And well, instead of saying, all right, you got to set this one up with that. No, All right, fine, Mac. These are the 10 you like, we're going to run them one through 10 come out and play. And that, you know, number one, that that's, does no good for your offensive line. They can't go in and run a lot of those that way. Number two, you know, it's, it's a horrible way to set anybody up and it just doesn't make anybody comfortable. And, you know, once he came out, it was like, all right, let's try this again. Let's try with where we would go if we were starting this game over. And so I think that's why Zappi had some initial success and then everything caught up to them. So I, I'm not as fuming as I was, and, and I apologize for any profanity in our group chat, but I was mad. I was smoking. Don't ever apologize for any profanity in the group. No, that's okay. <laughs> You're good. Bring your real self, Mike. Real yeah. I mean, I mean, Bedard, I listened to it today, the podcast, and he 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 basically said if they're gonna, if he's gonna side with Judge and Patricia, then they need to go ahead and trade Jones at the trade de uh, the trade deadline and get something for him. He said he said if that's what's going to happen. And he said, I, it looks to him as though that's what's happening. He, the, Jones and Patricia, I mean, Patricia and uh, Judge have come forward and gotten in Belichick's ear and said, this guy's doing what we want him to do, Zappy. I, I don't even have words for that. 
I, I, I don't mean, either. That's, the, know, dumb, not that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm telling you right now, as someone who hasn't missed a game. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm right if there. That happens. I won't turn the TV on another time this year. It's not going to happen, guys. And I won't. It's no, not. but even if it happens in the off season, Mike, like the the problem here is not whether it manifests in the trade. The problem is you got two coaches who don't know what they're doing, who both exactly tore right. down franchises. Hey, yeah, Joe Judge really did a great job. It's shaking Brian. Man. He's taking Brian. Taking Brian Dayball seven weeks to win more games than Joe Judge won in three, two and a half, three years. Get Joe Judge out of here. Terrible. And Matt Patricia, he did the same thing in Detroit. Like, yeah. I got to prove I'm smarter than everybody. I, you know, yeah. Darius Slay was By the really way, a problem. Hold on a minute. Like, Quadre Diggs were really a problem. By, they both seem to be doing pretty well right now. Like, by, get out of here. By the way, with, with that in mind, Matt Patricia didn't even run a good defense when he was the coordinator in New England. They, oh, they sucked. Suck. They sucked ass when he was the yeah. defensive coordinator. Ask either. Nick Foles and and uh, Doug Doug Myrtle Beach Peterson about yeah, that defense. It, 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 there's something to be said about people that just aren't good coaches. And well, I'll just say I'll just say it right now for the for the few out there listening or whatever, they're not good coaches. They suck. No. They both suck as coaches. They both need to get off the staff. They need to go do some low-level coaching job or go to college or do something else. They probably wouldn't even last in college. Well, they might because they could. <laughs> I'll try to outsmart kids that are kids, but in the NFL, you're talking about pro guys that are pro players and make millions of dollars that know what they're doing. They're top 1% players. And these guys suck. And the fact that my bigger problem with this whole thing though, is that let me, let me say this too. Steve Belichick sucks too. And it's getting to the point where, and I, I, I I'm, this is probably, you know, the, the plumbers and Southie probably get mad at me. I don't really give a crap. Belichick sucks too right now. He's not a good coach either. So and I don't care what anybody says. It's not hot takey. I've watched them the last three years when when Tom Brady wasn't on the team. Belichick's not a great coach either. He had a terrible record in Cleveland when he had when Kosar left. They were okay. He made he got lucky and got Tom Brady, who was the greatest quarterback to ever play. And that's what that's the coattails he's been riding. But he can't admit to that. And he's making these terrible decisions, bringing on these terrible coaches and terrible talent. They've had terrible drafts. It's all the same freaking narrative. It's just a matter of time before somebody just looks himself in the mirror and as a fan, and we realize that they're not all that great. And he wasn't all that great. Tom Brady was great, and he made everybody great. And that's the way that it works. And that's my opinion. Hot take or not, Belichick's not that good. He can suck at times as a coach also. There it is. So everybody everybody get some of that out there listening. He's not. He's not great. Don't care. I don't give a shit about his ring. Really well, don't, I don't care. I, I think that Belichick and Brady work very well hand in hand, and I think they put that thing together. Yeah, sure. And usually, when one when when the partnership ends, it, something happens one way or another. My, my concern, and I was telling, I, I think I said this to Andrew yesterday. From a and again, I know the NFL is not from a human standpoint, but what they've done to Jones to me is embarrassing. Yeah, I, I mean this kid. He doesn't. He has not done any of anything to deserve any of this. The fact that McDaniel's left and this was their plan. Well, wait a minute. They, they've taken this. This kid's gone back a hundred steps from where he came last year. I'm not saying he was a, a world beater last year, but he was heading in the right direction. Oh, no, he was. Look, he was I, good, I, man. He was good last I, year. I think they thought Billy O'Brien was coming, and I think Billy O'Brien said, "You go talk to Coach. I'm not leaving him." 
you're you're 70 and he's a lot younger so you you go ask him if you can bring me over there and then when Saban was you know he was like okay well don't I'm not asking Saban then they were like oh god who the heck are we gonna hire where are we gonna go we're gonna go get a retread like Adam Gase or whatever so they decided to <laughs> well, get yes, this. yes so Mike can I talk on that no I agree hold, with you guys hold, that's hold what I would have done I would have done an Adam Gase or I would have done a you know a Nagy or this is the point this is the point this is my Belichick point Great leaders and those that are actually have a plan have a plan. And those, when the plan doesn't work, they have another plan. And if that doesn't plan, that plan doesn't work, they have another plan. They didn't have a plan. He didn't have a plan. And dad, to your point, when you're talking about the, the partnership they had and how great they were, they sure did. And what happens in the human element of things is when something's going really well and then it splits and the other person sees success and the other person doesn't, they tend to overcompensate. And that's exactly what's happening here where everybody's the smartest person in the room and he's going to do it his way. He's a curmudgeon, grumpy ass to the media as he's always been, but he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. And in reality, somebody needs to look at him and I, it would be nice if old Bobby Kraft, instead Jonathan, of getting married to a 25 year old woman on Friday would step in and say, you suck coach. And unless something changes, you're not going to be here anymore, but he won't do it. So yeah, Jonathan hopefully can take over the team pretty soon. Because somebody yeah. needs to look Belichick in the face and tell him that he's he's screwing the whole thing up. And that's the reality of the situation. Well, I think that I mean I mean, I I I I I hear where you're going with that. I challenge you on two points. I mean, I think Belichick's a brilliant coach and teacher, um, and still is today. I think it takes a different level of energy. I think it takes a different commitment to sustain success and be an organizational leader. And that's the thing I'm Agreed. just most disappointed by is Agreed. like, um, you know, whether it was building young up and coming coaches and developing them like into full-time coordinators, whether it's, um, you know, figuring out a path so that the, you have a plan to when Brady is heading out, like there's just so much that yes, they have yes. done that that that's where I think the rot is in this organization right now. I actually think the last two drafts have been pretty good. Like I'm excited about the young talent. If anything that makes nights like Monday harder. Cause I'm like, what lessons are they taking from that? Like these are young guys that are in a really formative part of their career. You know, the talent's fine that, you know, he still probably gets, um, you know, if I'm being honest, even now, there are players on that team that I think he gets more out of than he probably should based on talent level. I just think that like, I don't know who's running things like, and, yeah. and I know it's like convenient to say Kraft got married and this now he's a businessman. Uh, uh, yeah, no, but like, do, do they understand that they're becoming a laughing stock? Like, like that, that the brand is literally going through like harm right now. I don't like, think that, so. That's where I just don't understand. I'm, I'm really, truly, um, as shocked as I was at what I was watching on Monday night, the days since I'm as shocked at the level of rot that they have allowed to build up in this organization yeah. without anybody, you know, Belichick says, blame me. It's my fault. We got to coach better. That's just talk now. That's like nonsense. accountability would be like, make a change. And I just don't see any changes happening. Well, so, Correct. so here's the interesting question, right? So how do you measure brand, right? It's in dollars. The question is, did they just sell 150,000 or 300,000 Zappy jerseys or something? So in the short term, they got a bump. You know what I mean? Where if you see their dollars going down, if their attendance is dropping, if their if merch is going down, if those indicators are are dropping, that's where you're going to see 
the machine, which is the craft family, very quickly step up and say, our brand is suffering, right? That's measurable. Every brand. Mike, you're, you're a brand manager, right? You know, you're, you, you stay very much on top of your brand. If you have brand drop in an area, I'm sure you, you, you jump right in there, you get on a plane and you go over there and you address it. So, so I get you're it. talking about millions of dollars. Yeah, but Mike, the only thing I challenge you on, Mike Davis, or build, build off of, because I don't think you're wrong. I think brand is different than performance. Brand is you know, the, does the logo or does the organization mean the same thing time over time? I know what I'm getting with this thing. And for the Patriots, they've had honestly one of the best brands in sports for 20 years. We're getting um, hard work, the Patriot way, do your job, um, you know, be incredibly resourceful and figure out like the cutting edge honestly was their brand. That brand is gone. Yes. Like none of those things happen anymore. None. We sit around as fans hoping that like, Oh, maybe today will be the day or the week will change. It's clear as day that like the brand is gone. Now to your point, the performance has suffered on the field. The performance may start to happen in terms of sales, money tickets, but I'm shocked that they've let the brand deteriorate. Yeah, like bad. this is just, I mean, this is like, we're getting, yeah, I won't say that. I was about to say we're getting to Daniel Snyder level. And I'm like, no, nothing can be Daniel <laughs> Snyder level. That. But so, it's so like, good. it's a pro, it just is, it blows my mind. I don't know what's happening. The brand. So, is, go ahead, so the performance affects the brand. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, the brand, basically, right? Yes. To some, yes. Cause, cause my question would be in order for something to change, someone has to care enough to change it. Well, That's who cares? They don't seem to care. Exactly. Nah, but I, no, but so here's what I, here's what, here's what I'm worried about. Like, this is a great question. I, and I do think obviously brand and performance in the business world are tied together. Sure. Y'all wouldn't worry about that than me. Um, but you also have to be really careful not to overemphasize performance. When you're thinking about brand because performance can ebb and flow. You can have short term, mm -hmm. you have yep. lagging indicators. <laughs> That's right. The, the best example of this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not always the best team. They don't always win, but the Rooney's, rule with a steady hand and they do things the right way and they treat their players right and they are just deeply proud of the Steelers way and guess what Steelers fans while they might be mad about the product on the field or a 5 and 11 season they are Steelers fans it means right. something to be That's the Steelers right. the Patriots are in jeopardy of throwing that away after the luckiest two decades a sports franchise has ever had like that's where I'm just like his handling of the quarterback thing and this weird like this coaching situation are huge brand threats like huge brand threats so yeah. so let's talk about what they can do to fix it guys right so if 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 you guys were jonathan Kraft, i, I mean i would have gone in on tuesday morning and i would have fired cam Acord. i would have moved i would have said to to joe judge you're over there go take over that role there's an opening Right. I would have said to Matt, Patricia, you know, we absolutely need that Ernie, Ernie Adams role filled. It's critical. It's an important part of our brand. Get up there and go do that. And then I would have said, Brian Hoyer, you're calling plays for the next whatever. And I would have brought either, you know, fear, iron, you know, Ivan Fearback and or Scarback. Both of them have deep institutional knowledge. They know these players. They have a ton of, of Mike, success and brought Mike, him in. Mike, you know what would have you know happened? He's named 11 steps. You, well, like, you know, you know what would have happened if you even started down that path? 
you know what would happen? Your coach would have resigned. The minute that start, you, you, you can't just go in as an organizational leader and tell people that you've trusted to lead an organization at a lower level than you for 22 years what, that you're going to take control. The minute that happens, Bill Belichick's gone. I know I went on a rant a second ago about he sucks, and that was just me venting and getting anger out and whatever. Apologize to Kraft. Congratulations on your on your wedding. The reality of the situation is you can't do that. You go in there and do that, he's out. Like Belichick's like, oh, okay, you want to take over the team? I'm not doing. I'm not going to do it anymore. Appreciate the, it. Like that doesn't other, work. But the other thing I, I'd suggest here, and Mike, I, Mike Davis, I don't disagree. Some something that it, um, I, yeah, it's become untenable. This the, yes. there is no more optimism for me that like we're heading in a good direction, and all of a sudden it's just going to turn around. I think the hardest part as a fan right now, fan perspective, is that the the amount of time and the depth of the of the problem usually is correlated with the the kind of change that's going to have to address it and so walking in on tuesday morning with a reaction to monday night doesn't really get at the heart of what's happening here like the coaching staff has been deteriorating for years and belichick has been able to keep his sons around and hire buddies i mean it's the friends and family plan in new england in foxborough you know we didn't have a plan for brady and so I do agree that there's got to be accountability, but I think we're talking about this year is just going to play out. Like maybe it's five and 11, maybe it's nine and see, seven. See, I a hundred percent disagree guys. I think an owner can walk in and say, you're going to fire that guy. He can, and, he and, can say, can't make courts going. And then he doesn't have a head coach. Well, he's telling you, he doesn't. Okay. So, but Belichick's making $25 million a year. You think he's going to walk away because he's yeah. losing his special yes. teams coach. Yes. Because I don't. He, he, he is. Bill Belichick is has to be it needs to be in control of the entire no, but they got situation. The, but they be, also be, have be careful, Mike. You really think he's gonna walk away from yes, that chance to yes. beat Hallis and all yes, those no. other things? No, no, no. I don't think he'll, kingdom no, he'll because go he's get, losing Cam Maycorn. Mike, he would get hired one of the other 31 teams would hire him the next day. I'm not worried about him and his record. No, Belichick's not walking away. I I he's not. It's more it's more that the crafts, I mean, I'm telling you, the even though the brand is taking a hit right now. The crafts want to be like the Tishes and the Roonies. They don't want to be like Jerry Jones and Daniel Snyder. I mean, I'm dead. Like well, no, Jerry Jones, and, Dan- here's Jerry the deal, Jones and Daniel Jerry Snyder walked in. Yeah, He'd have walked in and yeah, said, fire that dude. And, and if we're talking about money brand, there's no better brand in football than the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Oh, so literally, oh. and he does it. He, he, stupid, he does stupid crap all the time. Oh, there sure is a brand. I would rather be the Pittsburgh Steelers no, all no, day than I'm Dallas Cowboys. I'm not saying Cowboys. you. I'm talking about no. from a branding standpoint and money, there's no yeah. brand. Bigger than that. Jerry's a great marketer. They haven't won a, they haven't sniffed a win in 20 no, years. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. We're talking, uh, if we're comparing what brand is, and America's we're about team. money and America's team, will think there's right. no better. That's the standard. I'm just telling you, right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm with you. I'd rather be the Steelers also. Totally. I think one of the things that has made the Patriots so good over the last 20 years is the fact that the Crafts have left Belichick alone. And, and every time there's kind of been a teetering somewhere he's figured it out so i think that's to andrew's point they're not going to run in the next day and call a meeting and say okay coach this is going to happen that's going to happen this is going to happen that's going to happen they haven't done it for 22 years they're going to let and i'm sure there's i'm sure there'll be some conversation behind the behind the scenes between Kraft and belichick but he's not been one that's come out in public and said this is going to happen that's going to happen this is going to happen as a matter of fact 
I'll throw you a curveball though, and this is the thing that has me really nervous. Is and we've stayed high level today, but let's drill into the quarterback controversy that has been completely created by whatever the heck Monday was and whatever not was not said the last two days. Right. I don't know if y'all remember this, but two weeks ago, Bill Simmons on his podcast said that he had a source that told him Bob Kraft loved Bailey Zappi <laughs> and that Bob Kraft thought he was the next coming. And then this thing's happening with Mac and then you got oh, Patricia boy. and Judd. I think they're all in bed. I mean, I think my worry is drain, that drain the, the, swamp. The, the birds have <laughs> left the nest. I mean, that like literally oh. the, like that there aren't, that they're not having the conversation you want them to have, Mike Davis, because I think they're all in cahoots. I mean, I think they oh, just so right. lost. Hold on a minute. You're so right. You're so And right. then, you know, and then Ben Volan, and I know it was like bad journalism and that somebody was trolling him from Barstool, but like <laughs> there's enough smoke and the Mac is hard to deal with. He's not humble. He needs to be humble. Like you're so something, right. Something hold, is going hold, on hold here on that just time is out. not right. Andrew, time out. You're so right. So hold on a minute. And I've been guilty of this as a leader of people <laughs> of an organization before. There's something to the notion of a couple of things, group think confirmation bias and ease of life. And what I mean by that is even when you know, the organization is not, not excelling or not performing to what it could be. And you know that there's meat on the bone there. It takes hard work, dedication, all these things we're talking about. It takes uncomfortable conversations. It takes uh, uh, hurting feelings. It takes all these things. But when you look back 22 years and you see the success and you realize there, there becomes a natural inclination to be comfortable there and just to kind of say, hey, what's a way where we can still like maintain some of the stuff and know we're not going to be the bottom barrel, but we can, life can be a little easier. And we don't have to piss people off and have those conversations and put as much into it. And that is a natural thing that happens in any organization. And it's what causes a lot of organizations to, to, to function at the highest level they can. And so when you said that in my brain, a light bulb went off and I went, holy smokes, you're probably right. There's probably a bunch of people sitting in a room that it's a bunch of yes people that are agreeing with everybody. And then they, and you're, you have blinders on to what actually the, the bad things or you just don't want to take the time to mess with it because it, it, it causes a lot of other negative things. It's the right thing to do, but it, you don't want to clean out the wound. Just let it continue to fester, man. That is so, that's such a great point. That is such a great point. And it happens to all organizations. That's probably happened on some of your coaching staffs, whether, you know, it just happens. Like that's just a normal thing that happens. That's, it's, 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 that's a really interesting point. But, but you would hope as the keeping it in a football perspective, you would hope that the head coach would have the wherewithal to walk into a meeting like that and say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We drafted this kid 15 overall. He's our starting quarterback. We're going to go places with him. We're not going anywhere with Doug Flutie. I mean, I, I mean, give, give the kid number seven then because all I saw Monday night was a second coming of Doug Flutie. I'm happy for you to take that number seven away from Bailey, by the way, make it available. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, yeah, let's move on from him too. We haven't talked about special wow. teams. No, but wow. you walk into a meeting, you hope Belichick. And I think this has probably been the case for 22 years. And maybe it isn't, maybe to Andrew's point, he doesn't have the energy he used to have. I don't know, 
but you'd hope he'd walk into a meeting and say, hey, fellas, <laughs> I'm still running the show here. So, so, but that's not the gist, to Andrew's point, that's not the gist I'm getting when I listen to Bedard and I read his stuff. It sounds to me like there's stuff going on behind the scenes in, in Belichick's ear. I, I, I hope not. I, I mean, I, I think that's disastrous. It, look, maybe, maybe he will, I, you know, it, and it would be a disaster. You know, it's, I just, I mean, I think the reality is um, they're not, this isn't, this, Andrew said it for a couple of years now. It's not the same team we're used to seeing. And I think, and I'd add it as a, as a fan podcast, I think the frustra- a lot of the frustration probably around the, the, the fandom is that there isn't any explanation as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're not owned own that. Owed that. I, I get it. But, but the frustration of watching him go into, you know, press conferences and, and just not answer any questions and no one knows, and I'm not going to, you know, we'll see how it goes today. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, we're not on anything, but it would be nice to hear a, an explanation of what's going to happen with the starting quarterback or, I mean, those kinds of things. I mean, I think that's a frustrating thing. I, feel, I think my final word on this from the fan perspective is, um, I think this is the biggest thing that happened for me over the last couple of days. And I'm trying, I'm trying to make sure I'm not overreacting to a really bad night of football. I don't think I am. Um, I kept thinking back to Tom Brady's dad's quote a couple of years ago. I think it was in the Wickersham article. Um, or it was before Brady had left even when he just said, these things always end bad. They, they, mm-hmm. they get ugly and bad. Yeah. And at the time, it was talking about like when, a, when Belichick or players ready to go, get rid of a player. I think there's just maybe more ancient <laughs> wisdom in that quote across the board. And I think we're in that moment for Belichick, probably for Rob Kraft, and for the Patriots this iteration. And I think I just had the moment on Monday where it was like, oh, it might just be time for us to pull the life support on that era. Mm-hmm. Go hire a young coach. Build with Mac Jones, for God's sake. Maybe Jonathan Kraft takes over. But, like, it's only going to get uglier. Like, yep. the, there's, there's no the, – the next wave of this dynasty is not coming. And I think I just had that moment as a fan that, God, that sucks. Because you also don't know what you're going to get. You get 10 years of terrible football <laughs> hey. and really bad coaches. But I'm like, it might just be time. Well, well with that in mind – It always ugly. It, it does. And I also will say this, and I've, I've done this – I've said this to myself many times, and it comes from other fans of other teams that I interact with. We were, you said it earlier, we were lucky to witness the greatest dynasty in, the, in NFL history for the last 22 years. And that is an outlier in sports. And we saw it and we were part of it and we enjoyed it. And we walked on that pedestal above everybody else for 22 years. And the reality is life is generally speaking, sports life rather is cyclical. And we're not in the, in the best part of the cycle. And it, this is what it feels like to be everybody else. And it didn't feel like this for 22 years for Patriots fans. And now we are. And so I'll be honest with you. When I, I've had, I've had people that aren't Patriots. I was talking to a guy earlier who's a Browns fan, the guy I work with. And he said, yeah, I've actually listened to your podcast. Your podcast is really good. He said, and I'm, I revel all the time when y'all talk about how bad you are. Cause welcome to everyone else. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's great. He's like, y'all enjoyed it. He's like, and that's me. And he even said to me, he goes, that's me being a, being a, 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 a uh, you know, vindictive Browns fan. He's like, but I'll tell you every time, enjoy it. 
I'm glad you got to enjoy it, but you're, you're right there with everybody else now. And so that's just the reality. I've just, I've, I've, I'm okay with that. Like, I understand that it's frustrating, but it is what it is. Like, it's just, it's part of life, part of sport. Look, Marv Levy was there. Now they probably have their coach, right? But Buffalo's moved on. They found their guy. Titans seem to have found their guy. It, you know, too bad he was a former Patriot, but they seem to have found their guy. Those guys are out there. You, you guys talked about Pittsburgh. They certainly found their guy, right? They've built around. So whether we have our guy on the staff, maybe he's coaching linebackers or, or defensive linemen or whatever, or, you know, there's a young guy out there or just not even a young guy, you know, whether it's Greg Roman or somebody like that who can come in and rebuild this team. It may very well be that the reason why Belichick didn't go rebuild this whole thing is because he was planning on walking away. That's how I can figure. Maybe it is the end. Well, I would say, I think it's safe to say that a high percentage of dynasties in, in sports, when the tide turns, it turns sharply. And, and, and so this is kind of no surprise because I don't think seven or eight years ago, you know, the Patriot organization is looking down the road and saying, okay, when Brady leaves, we have to have a plan in place, right? Because no one knew when Brady was going to go, right? So, so in, 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 you know, in the world of sports, dynasties tend to fit. No, I don't think they fade away. They fall away. And, you know, I, I, I see that happening in some regard here. I don't think it has to happen to your point. I think you get another coach, you get a young guy, you, you build with Mac Jones and, and you have the last two drafts have been good. I think there were things there to build on, but it's got to take a different direction. I think my worry is, is the opposite though. I mean, I, I'm a, I, I think we may see it in ways that feel sharp, but it's really like the boiling frog experiment thing like that. The frog, if you put a frog in a, a pot of water and, and turn the temperature up like one degree or two degrees every hour or whatever it is, the frog ends up boiling to death because it doesn't realize the it's in a deadly situation. I actually think these things die very slow deaths. And this is why leadership is needed so much, whether it's from an owner or from the GM or from the coach to say like, ooh, these trend lines aren't good. Like, okay, we got to let go of that. It's time to change course. And I don't know where that is coming from. But I, I don't think we've seen that in, in a couple years now. And it's just, you know, it, Monday night was, I think, just an ugly manifestation of a lot of that over time. Like, I, I, th I think last thing, and then we got to get into predictions and, and wrap this up. I think you're exactly right. And I think the reality of the situation is it feels sharp on the outside, Dad, to your point. Andrew, I do think it's a slow death on the inside. And I think no matter if you make millions of dollars or what you make as a leader in an organization, it's exhausting work to do exactly what you're talking about. And, and we're human beings for a reason, and we're not invincible. And it is really easy on the outside to say, well, this is what that person should do, and this is how this should be done. And, and, and we all do it. We're all humans. But when you're actually in it, having those conversations and, and, and putting in, you know, putting in work and putting in time and, and having to build relationships and, and hurt relationships, that's exhausting work. And so the reality is, I think that that's why stuff doesn't sustain. That's why that's why things happen. And that could be a civilization. That could be an organization. That could be a football team. It just stuff happens. And literally people get exhausted and they stop doing it to the degree they once did. And that's just reality. And I think that's probably happening which is why you bring in 
fresh blood into an organization that has more sure. energy and is more, it does not, it will get exhausted at some point, well, but it's it not exhausted now. That's what Mike Davis, you've been saying for a long time now, like go hire a coordinator with some experience. He's going to speak up in the room and create friction and tension. Like healthy organizations want, you know, contrarian viewpoints because yeah. it makes everybody think a little bit more work a little bit more and it and mike to mike like to your point it it uh it brings a new lifeblood right to the room and they haven't done that in a while and, and one of the key things about this organization is they went out and got your dean peas they went out and got your they went out and hired guys who had been successful and who were willing to put their stamp on it and i think you know matt patricia was grown up in this organization and joe judge grew up in this organization and there hasn't been an infusion of fresh blood in a long time and that it is what it is right and so it's, yep. it, it's going to be on jonathan to change that well, and or Belichick. To Andrew's point, to all y'all point, and, and I, I see that I see it now. The slow death happens inside, and it causes the appearance of a sharp drop off yep. on the outside. Yeah, one little step every hey, day. Look, guys, one here's what step. I tell you. And that's what's happening, and, and I see it happen. I, I was going to lead with this hot take when I said it's the worst in in that I've seen in two decades. Uh, it actually is very similar to the Denver Broncos loss in Cam's year two years ago. It was the same exact game. We had no business. Drew Locke ran all over the place, threw all mm -hmm. over the place. Yep. You're like, what the hell is happening? We couldn't move the ball. And then, like, don't be fooled. We might even beat the Jets as we turn our attention oh, to the we'll Jets. Be, we we'll might win it. another game we'll or two. And then you're going to be right back where you were last year and the year before where you're not building. I mean, it, just, it, it's yeah. it's been happening for mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. You just it's see one, it. there are moments right. where you see it really clearly. I, I got to hear why you think we're going to beat these Jets. Oh, we're going to beat the Jets. Five and two? No, nah, we're going to – I don't care about the record, man. NFL's week to week. We'll go and predict. I'll start with my prediction. I don't, I don't, know, I don't normally do it, but why not? So, we're going to beat the Jets, man. Zach Wilson, it, you, what you saw on Monday night is not – to Andrew's point, was bad. It was a disaster. They're small steps. And, and within small steps of downfalls of organizations, there are steps up and down. This week, you'll see a step up. And what's going to happen there is you're going to have a defense. You're going to have – they're going to run a similar game plan to what they ran last week. I, I, Zach Wilson, what did he throw, five interceptions the first time he played the Patriots? Literally, he's – he's Zach Wilson, let me be very clear. They're five and two. He's still not very good. He's not a good quarterback at this time. It'll be a tight game. It'll be a close game. The Patriots will find a way to win. Jets defensively are better, so it's a low-scoring game. You get Mac back, they're going to run some some uh, some plays. I don't care if it's Bailey or Mac. I don't really give a crap. I'm just telling you, they're going to go into New York. Everyone thinks I see why they're favored. This is one of those conundrums where no one ever, the public's probably going to go heavy on the Jets and the Patriots, I think, win by close game, win by 10 points. Call it 20 to 10. Patriots win. Andrew? No, I'm sure I have a prediction. <laughs> Uh, other than to, to like, I don't know that I disagree with a lot of what you said, Mike, but when you talk about Zach Wilson, not being any good yet, I'm like, Justin Fields just had the best game of his career. Yeah, Justin Fields is better than Zach Wilson. No Brees Hall either. Uh, no Brees Hall, man. They're similar no players. Hall. They're similar oh, players. Oh, no, no. Um, not at all. I, I don't know. I mean, I think Jets are going to win. Like, I, I don't, um, you know, I, I do. I mean, I think our team, I think Patriots play harder. I, th I think, you know, these are professionals. They've got ego. They've got pride. They, they, they probably didn't like being on the field and how it played out on Monday. It sounds like there's guys who have Max back. Um, I thought Jacoby Myers comments on 
Monday night were um, refreshing, to be honest. Um, it's clear that he he's a you know supporter of his teammates and his captain. I'd imagine you get a bounce back effort from them, you know, wanting to to make up for that. I do think the Jets are way better than we've seen them in years. I watched a little bit of their game last week. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think a closer game, but I think we we'll probably lose by a field goal. You know, maybe something like um, twenty twenty four twenty one. Okay, Michael, now you, whoever wants to go, go for uh, it. I'll go. So look, I I've paid more attention to the Jets than I usually ever want to. And what I will say is that I think they've done a really good job of improving an offensive line, which looked like a disaster at the beginning of the season when Mackay Becton went down. And I think they've done a much better job of improving their defensive line. So I think that they're going to be strong in the trenches. And I think that especially in a Belichick game, when you lose the trenches, you lose the game. And so I cannot conceive of a way that this team that played Monday night can win that game. I will say, I think it's going to be a, a, you know, a battle of kickers, although you're going to see some of those breaks where, you know, they, they, they wash away your, your, your linebacker and a guy just gets loose. So I think the jets probably will score a touchdown. There might be a defensive touchdown, but I think they're going to lose by three. And I think there'll probably be four or five field goals in this game. There you go. So I'll say, Hmm. 2117. Okay. Dad, take it home. Uh, I think to Mike's point of the offensive and defensive line in the trenches, and with the center not playing for Patriots this week, that, that's a big, that's a big minus. Um, Andrews hurts. Um, especially with Mac coming, hopefully coming back and playing the whole game. But anyway, I the history of Belichick is that they play well. They play better this week. Um, the Jets are better. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to tell you that I think the Patriots win the game, 21-17. Yep. <clears throat> and to be fair, we'll just say bye. Not that they're going to do here. it the next no, week. But no, I, no, no. <laughs> well, to be fair, we'll say bye here. But everything I just gave you guys was complete narrative, and everything Andrew and Mike said was complete factual information. Centers out. Patriots probably lose, but I'm just going to stick with my prediction. Um, By the no. way, as a better, I wouldn't go anywhere near this game. <laughs> hey, no. no, I'm not oh, touching this away. thing. Stay All away. right. All right, guys. Hey, it was fun. Yeah, uh, man. We'll do it again next week and, and we'll just keep, we'll keep hey, coming hey, back. Hey, no guys, I, I really do appreciate y'all. Seriously. It's great to get to chance to talk to y'all. And I certainly encourage everybody out there, please feel free to join us. We'd love to have some, yeah. an injection of new blood. That's I like it. There you go. And, and get on Boston Sports Journal and subscribe, and you'll be That's smart. Right. So All I'm right, sure so. I'm sure Mike just put that 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 you know how to reach us down there on the bottom yeah. just Give now. Us, shoot us a note. Shoot us a note. All right, Great boys. Job, All right, guys. Enjoy the games. Thanks.